Next week, El Salvador will do something no country's ever done. It'll make Bitcoin an official currency. Some people call September 7th B-Day because it will be the day when Bitcoin formally becomes a national currency. Santiago Perez covers Latin America, and he's been tracking El Salvador's Bitcoin experiment. He says when Salvadorans wake up on B-Day, they'll be able to sign up for the country's official Bitcoin wallet. The state-run wallet, it's called Chivo, which Chivo means cool. That's jargon for cool in El Salvador. If you open the Chivo wallet, the government will give Salvadorans the equivalent of $30 so they can open their wallet and spend that money using the Bitcoin wallet. The government is giving away Bitcoin. Yeah. Say you can buy coffee or go to the beauty salon or buy furniture. You can pay your taxes in Bitcoin if you want. You can pay loans, your home loan. For years, Bitcoin's critics have said that as a currency, Bitcoin is impractical. You can't pay a bill with it or walk into a store and buy something. But in El Salvador, that won't be entirely true anymore. Merchants across the country will be required to accept Bitcoin. Was it surprising to you that El Salvador would be the first country in the world to try this? It was a total surprise for me and for Salvadorans in general. They didn't expect this. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, September 2nd. Coming up on the show, how El Salvador became the world's first national Bitcoin experiment. This episode is brought to you by Workday. Get the whole band together with Workday and pair finance and HR on one platform for an epic performance. With Workday AI at the core, you'll make confident decisions faster than ever. And you'll drive flawless business and finance operations with an agile platform that constantly evolves to future-proof your organization. Be a finance and HR rock star with Workday. Visit Workday.com to learn more. One reason El Salvador's Bitcoin plans caught most Salvadorans by surprise was how it was announced. The plan wasn't unveiled in El Salvador. It wasn't even unveiled in Spanish. It happened in June at a Bitcoin conference in Miami. All right. We ready? Let's go. Let's go. That's one of the conference's presenters a crypto entrepreneur named Jack Mallers. Mallers wore a baggy hoodie and a baseball cap, and the title of his talk was One Small Step for Bitcoin, One Giant Leap for Mankind. Yo, you guys ready for this? Rhetorical question, there's no way. There's no way, I promise you. So this young guy, he's a 37-year-old from Chicago, he gave this presentation in Miami, and he essentially made a surprise announcement. I'd like to invite now someone I've spent some time with to share a message. He said, well, I have a special guest here, and uh, 
The special guest was uh, President Nayib Bukele. My name is Nayib Bukele and I'm President of El Salvador. Who essentially shocked the nation by saying that his government was about to send legislation to Congress to make Bitcoin the national currency. That is why next week I will send to Congress a bill that will make Bitcoin a legal tender in El Salvador. Halfway through his video message, the Salvadoran president's words were drowned out by cheering crypto fans. The crowd basically, you know, rose to a standing ovation and everyone went mad. How would you describe Jack Mallers as he made this announcement? Oh, Jack Mallers was very emotional. So as of now, El Salvador is set to be the first Bitcoin country. Uh, he was actually crying. And uh, I, I can understand why. I mean, for the crypto community, this is quite a historic step. For the first time, a country will accept Bitcoin as national currency. So just imagine, it's really a giant leap. Is this how everyone in El Salvador found out about the plan? This was the official announcement? This was the official announcement. Can you believe it? It was like, you know, a three-minute video by Bukele at a presentation by Mallers. So for Salvadorans, was what? What? Are we going to adopt Bitcoin? That was a bit of a surprise for most of Salvadorans. Just days later, El Salvador's Bitcoin bill was passed into law with little debate in Congress. Salvadorans hadn't seen it coming. The international community hadn't seen it coming. An entire country adopting Bitcoin as a national currency was a bold, out-there idea. But it was exactly the kind of out-there idea El Salvador's president, Najib Bukele, ran on. Najib Bukele is a young entrepreneur. He was also an advertising executive, very sharp, very smart, very well-dressed. He loves baseball caps, black leather jackets, expensive suits, and he's also very articulate. I'm very young, too. And in a way, that represents a sea change in a country that has been used to old-school elites or former guerrilla fighters who, in the end, became a disappointment because they didn't deliver either. As a candidate, Bukele promised new ideas. The name of his political party is literally New Ideas. He won his election, and in May, he and his New Ideas party moved to consolidate power. He got rid of the Constitutional Court. His legislators fired the Attorney General. So the institutional strength of El Salvador is, in a way, under attack. That's what his opponents say. International experts are also concerned about rising authoritarianism in El Salvador. But Bukele has said the moves were necessary to combat vested interests. And so far, his popularity has held steady. He is trying to change the dynamics in El Salvador, for better or for worse. And so far, people, they are happy with a president that, in a way, is trying new things. Salvadorans have reasons to want change. After a bloody civil war decades ago, the country's economy has stagnated, making El Salvador one of the poorest countries in the Western Hemisphere. And the government lacks a key tool to fix that problem. El Salvador uses the U.S. dollar as its national currency, which means the government doesn't control its own monetary policy. 
It can't lower interest rates to stimulate economic growth or print money like the U.S. Fed can. El Salvador adopted the U.S. dollar about two decades ago. Policymakers back then essentially wanted to foster economic stability. And, you know, economic stability is important. It's a condition for development. But El Salvador still has been unable to lower endemic violence, inequality, extreme poverty, and immigration. Those problems are still quite relevant. Bukele's made the case that Bitcoin can help and says that's why he pushed through the law so fast. He's argued that adopting Bitcoin will make El Salvador a center for crypto investment. Foreigners, like the ones at the Miami conference, will come to El Salvador to set up Bitcoin businesses. The country might even see growth in Bitcoin tourism. But the thing Bukele cited above all else is financial inclusion. El Salvador has 6 million people. Only 1 million has a tax ID number that essentially shows that most of them work in a cash-based economy in, you know, street markets, food stands, um, that type of thing. So it's essentially an informal economy. So this could be a very effective tool to foster financial inclusion, to give people a chance to use means of payments other than cash, make El Salvador less reliant on U.S. dollars and have a different currency, so to speak. But Bukele's plan is meeting a lot of opposition. That's after the break. Late last month, Santiago traveled to El Salvador to talk to Salvadorans about the Bitcoin change. And while he was in the capital, he noticed a surprising scene in front of the finance ministry. It was a protest. The crowd was mostly veterans of El Salvador's military, but also of the guerrilla forces they'd fought against for more than a decade. So you would see army veterans wearing their uniforms, chanting against the government. And was there a sense that it was bringing together old foes? Totally. It was quite surprising and at the same time fascinating. You have Civil War veterans, former army officers and former guerrilla fighters. Now they have a common goal after, you know, a decade of uh, bloody confrontation. What was their message to the government? Just three words, not to Bitcoin. So I had a chance to talk to people like Jose Alberto Amaya. He's a special forces veteran. He served in Salvador's army in the 80s. And now he said... We're against this virtual currency because as a country, we don't have the ability, as a people so poor, to sustain Bitcoin. That's for other kinds of countries with more advanced technology and stronger economies, not a country as poor as El Salvador. People like Jose are really concerned about, you know, getting Bitcoin as payment because they think that El Salvador is not really prepared for this type of experiment. 
kind of big picture, if you were to summarize all the Salvadorans you spoke with, how did they feel about Bitcoin becoming one of their national currencies? Well, there's a lot of uncertainty and um, and concerns. Polls show that most Salvadorans are against this idea. And there's one key element. They don't want their payrolls to be denominated in Bitcoin. That's because Bitcoin is famously volatile, with huge booms and busts in value. For people who make like $300 a month, it could be quite damaging if things go south. And that's by far the main concern of Salvadorans. And economists say the government's finances would be vulnerable to that volatility too. Essentially, you are putting El Salvador's tiny economy at the mercy of these fluctuations. So imagine if you're getting tax payments in Bitcoin, your revenue can evaporate. It's hard to have any solid planning when it comes to budget spending if you have a currency that's so volatile. Another thing that has been raised by the international community is the risk of El Salvador becoming a hub for illicit activities. Organized crime likes crypto assets. And so this is also another challenge that Salvadorans will be facing. While you were in El Salvador, what did you hear from the business owners who are going to have to start accepting Bitcoin next week? It was a mixed bag in a way. Some of them were really excited. I had a chat with a coffee shop owner who claims to have the first coffee shop in the world to accept Bitcoin. He said, well, this is quite efficient for me. It's cost efficient because I'm saving on banking fees. It also saves me a lot of time because I don't need to go to the bank branch to deposit cash, for example. But then you have other sectors who essentially say, I don't really know anything about Bitcoin. I don't know what's happening. Uh, We don't really have any info from the government. So what's going on and why are we going to be required to accept this type of payment? One person who's been hearing a lot of these kinds of questions is Jorge Hasbun. Hasbun is the president of El Salvador's Chamber of Commerce, which represents over 2,500 Salvadoran businesses. He told Santiago that in a recent survey of the chamber's members, 95% were against businesses being required to accept Bitcoin. That's a big change from where things stood in June when Bukele first made his announcement at that Bitcoin conference in Miami. It was a great surprise for all Salvadorians, which uh, we did not know this was going to be announced. And there was a huge positive wave of publicity internationally uh, regarding uh, this uh, innovation. At first, they were uh, receptive and they say, hey, this is great. Let's ride the wave. But the problem was that they were never consulted. Uh, I think that uh, it is important to take in consideration every opinion of the different sectors that are involved when a new law comes around. And uh, this inclusiveness was not uh, the case with the Bitcoin law. There was no discussion about it. So they felt excluded. And up to this day, they also need uh, guidelines and regulations about how this is going to work. What will you be watching for? as this goes into effect next week? Well, we need to monitor government accounts. We need to monitor foreign investment. 
We also need to see whether financial institutions and authorities in general are making sure that El Salvador won't become a haven for illicit activities. Over the short term, that's really important. Over the long term, we need to see whether this can be a tool to foster not only financial inclusion, but prosperity. It becomes a very relevant experiment as to whether Bitcoin can work or not in a real economy and succeed. That's all for today, Thursday, September 2nd. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Thanks to Caitlin Ostroff for her reporting on this story and to Enrique Perez de la Rosa for voiceover. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.